0: Spencer Rattler, Tanner Bailey, Lenoris Sellers, and Colton Gothier. Of course, Spencer Rattler returns as QB1. Luke Doty was the only other true quarterback on the roster to throw a pass. Of course, as you all know, Kai Kroger went six of six for three touchdowns, or at least four of four last year. He's six of six in his career with three touchdowns. Also, The Kevion joiner last year went three for three for 101 yards and one touchdown as well. But that was all the Gamecocks that threw a pass in last season. But of course, again, Spencer Rattler returning his QB one, 18 touchdowns to 12 interceptions a season ago. And guys, that is where we begin as we're talking top storylines for the Gamecocks quarterbacks entering the 2023 football season. And when you talk about the quarterback position, guys, this season, For the most part, it's all about Spencer Rattler. QB1, this is his money year as Rattler's being projected as probably a mid-second round or mid-second day, I should say, pick in the 2024 NFL Draft. When you look at his first season in Columbia and going into this year, the first thing you have to talk about when it comes to Spencer Rattler and one of the big storylines for him is finding consistency. The question... Of which version of Spencer Rattler does South Carolina get more of? The one in the first 10 games that threw eight touchdowns to nine interceptions? Or the last three games when he threw 10 touchdowns to three interceptions? People forget just how abysmal Spencer Rattler was through nine or ten games a season ago. My good friend Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports went as far as to say he was a cataclysmic bust through those first nine games. Went the entire month, I believe, of October without throwing a touchdown pass and threw more touchdown passes in the win over Tennessee than he did in that entire month of October. Early in the season, you could tell it was a guy that was struggling to grasp the offensive system, the offensive scheme, and certainly lay the blame at Marcus Satterfield and what they were trying to do. It was far too complex. Way too many personnel groupings. Way too many 15-word play calls. Way too much check with me. Spencer Rattler was not able to play free and be himself in that offensive scheme and system. Let's also point out this, though. Spencer Rattler's decision-making was poor. It was poor. He was late with the football. He made some very questionable decisions. He did not take care of the football, which we'll talk about more in just a second. But finding consistency for Spencer Rattler. Because here's the thing, guys. The ceiling, Spencer Rattler's ceiling is the best quarterback in college football. I truly believe that. Is he going to be what he was in the Tennessee game every week this week or every week this season? No, he's not. But when Spencer Rattler is playing his best, he's one of the best quarterbacks in college football. Raising the floor is the number one priority for Spencer Rattler and just how much he's able to raise that floor and can he provide a consistent product going to be key to his success in this season. I also mentioned another big storyline for Rattler, protecting the football. 12 interceptions a season ago. South Carolina, as a football team, had 22 fumbles. 13 of those were lost fumbles, and of course, Spencer Rattler had a few of his own. You heard Shane Beamer at SEC Media Days preach on turnovers. He went as far as to emphasize and say, we have led the SEC in interceptions thrown and fumbles lost. He knows it's a big deal. He knows it's an issue. Spencer Rattler, who spoke on it at SEC Media Days, he knows it's an issue. He knows it's something that must be fixed. If Spencer Rattler can cut the turnovers in half, and I don't want to spoil my season will be successful if, because there's multiple layers to it, but for QB1, for the Gamecocks, cutting down on the turnovers, it's not a nice to have, a need to do. It's a must. I mean, it's an absolute must for he and this South Carolina offense to reach their full potential, as I mentioned earlier, the big storyline, the decision making, and this goes hand in hand with the turnovers and you know his consistency. But does the, does the decision making improve, guys? Because even in the Clemson game last season, which we look at as you know one of Spencer Rattler's best games, of course the Gamecocks snapped the streak against the arch rival. They win that game thirty-one to thirty, and he made. Some brilliant throws in that ball game, some brilliant plays. But I feel like that game was a fantastic microcosm of what Spencer Rattler is—a microcosm of the things he does really, really well, and why he's one of the best in college football, and a microcosm of why at times he's impossible to watch and he loses ball games for you. A pick six to start the game, a costly interception. In the end zone, when your receiver is covered up, there's no doubt. He is not open. And Spencer Rattler forces the issue anyways. The decision-making has to improve. The decision-making overall has to improve for Spencer Rattler. And again, this goes hand-in-hand with the interceptions, the turnovers. A lot of those interceptions came because of poor decision-making. Guys, I know it's just a spring game, but I even look at that and I say to myself, there was a play in that spring game, you might recall. And to be fair, the whistle was blown about three quarters of the way through the play. But Spencer Rattler rolls out to his left and willingly just throws the ball into double or triple coverage. And it would have been a pick six in a real game. And while it's a spring game, the play didn't count. No big deal. But I looked at that and said, that's Spencer Rattler. Like, that's what he's capable of. He's got to eliminate that, or at minimum, just limit that from his game. Now, the big storyline, guys, sticking with Spencer Rattler, QB1. Just how quickly can Rattler grasp a new offensive scheme and an offensive system under new OC Dabble Loggins? I understand they want to pick up where they left off last year, guys. They want to do the same thing. And, hey, we heard the same thing last year after the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. But when you have a new OC, you have new verbiage, it is a new system. It is a new scheme. And guys, you think about what Dabble Loggins wants to do, and South Carolina's not reinventing the wheel when it comes to their offensive scheme. They're going to do a lot of what Marcus Satterfield wanted to do. Granted, based off what they've said, it's going to be simpler. It's not going to be as complex. But it's going to be very similar. But there's new verbiage to learn. Double Loggins will bring his own wrinkles over. Shane Beamer and staff will add their own wrinkles. And so Spencer Rattler is once again being asked to learn a new offensive scheme, playbook, verbiage, etc. Is it a quick and easy transition? You have to think it will be. That's got to be priority number one. You can't go into week one not knowing the signals, the lingo, the play calls, whatever it might be. There can be no confusion. You simply cannot afford to do it. There's no grace period. There's no Georgia State or or, or, or EIU to open up with. You have North Carolina, and your offense better be clicking. But just how quickly, do we see sort of a a slow buildup like last year, or is Spencer Rattler in this Gamecocks offense able to hit the ground running from the start this season? And finally, guys, my final storyline on Spencer Rattler. You know, when I look at this guy, a preseason top five quarterback in most quarterback rankings. Of course, our friend SEC Mike with that SEC podcast ranked Spencer Rattler ninth in his quarterback rankings. And he asked QB1 about that at SEC Media Days, which I thought he handled the question very professionally. But he has him ninth in his postseason quarterback rankings. Which basically means they're not, you know, there are folks out there who aren't expecting Rattler to have a great year. But with that being said, this is the most volatile quarterback in the SEC. This is the most boom or bust quarterback in the conference. Because when he's at his best, he can beat anybody. And I remember going into last season saying, guys... Spencer Rattler is just going to have a Rattler game where he takes over, and his talent and his skill is what leads the Gamecocks to victory. I will not be stunned. I actually expect that game to happen again. I would be surprised if we do not see that yet again. But that takes us back to our earlier point. Therein lies the problem. There's too much of one week he's the hero, and the next week he's the zero. Boom or bust is a great way to describe Spencer Rattler. And I think it's going to go one way or the other. I think Rattler is either going to be, he's going to show massive improvement, limit the turnovers, build off what he did in the final three games of the 2022 season, or it's not going to happen. And he's once again going to be looked at as a bottom third of the SEC quarterback. There are few guys, you know, most guys, I feel like their floors and their ceilings are pretty close. Dude, Spencer Rattler, the spectrum for him is just all over the place. And, of course, for the Gamecocks, they're hoping that it's closer to the best version of himself that we saw in the final three games versus those first ten a season ago. Getting off of QB1, because, again, guys, there are intriguing storylines outside of of just Spencer Rattler in this room. We talked a lot about Luke Doty after the spring game and his role on this football team. And it's funny, Shane Beamer at SEC Media Days went as far to say, hey, why is nobody talking about Luke Doty? Don't forget we have Luke Doty. He's played good football for us. He's helped us win ball games. Don't forget about Luke Doty. My question is this, after a rough outing in the spring game, Is it safe to say that Luke Doty's still QB2? And I'll say this. You know, after the spring game, we were kind of looking for takes, looking for quote-unquote hot takes or just main takeaways. And, of course, one of my big takeaways was I don't think it's a guarantee that he is QB2, and I don't know how you could convince me that he's QB2 after the spring game. Well, we've had time to process since then, and I will say, I I think because of experience alone, Luke Doty's going to be QB2 when this thing kicks off. And it is a valuable thing to have a guy like a Luke Doty as a backup. I mean, Luke Doty's not a guy where, hey, Lenora Sellers had to be thrust in there at QB2 and, God forbid, Spencer Rattler, you know, gets banged up and has to come out for a series or two. You don't necessarily have to turn it over to a true freshman. You have a guy in Luke Doty who has started a lot of games for you. He's won some games. I mean, we all recall 2021 and, you know, what he did. And, you know, he's played some quality football for you. So having a guy like that, you know, having a serviceable backup, That's a pretty solid position to be in. How much does he realistically play? And that's why, guys, the majority of the storylines in this room revolve around Spencer Rattler because it's all about Spencer Rattler this season. This team's going to go as far as seven takes them, with all due respect to everyone else in the quarterback room. But having a guy like Luke Doty, it is a plus. It's a plus anytime you have that serviceable backup, and certainly Luke Doty does service that. I just wonder, while he may be QB2, Is he the quarterback in that room that gets the second most reps? With that being said, we move to the freshman phenom, Lenoris Sellers. How much of an impact does Lenoris Sellers make as a true freshman? We have heard so many great things about this kid. Tons of pressure on him to succeed, live up to the hype, be the guy in the future. The great thing is for this year, though, he can be groomed under Spencer Rattler. He can learn. He can observe. But we're talking to folks behind the scenes. Lenore Sellers is going to make an impact and make an impact this year. We saw the athleticism in the spring game of what he can do. You know, I think it was best summarized in that play where I believe it was snapped over his head. He picks it up, rolls out, throws on the run. I mean, he showed the arm strength. He showed the composure. He showed the agility in that spring game as well, the athleticism. I mean, he, he's an absolute monster, what, 6'5", 240, something like that. Really, really big kid. He's a physical specimen and especially for a South Carolina football team that is looking for some answers and some help in the run game, I think Lenora Sellers absolutely could be an answer that this football team desperately needs. How much of an impact? How early do we see Sellers? Is it off of game one? Do we see Sellers right off the jump? Do they wait a little bit later in the season? Do they try to get him in? you know, against a Furman or some of the smaller games before they thrust him in against big-time SEC competition? Or is it one of those things where the Lenoris Sellers package is there from the jump and it's here to stay? Also, how do you balance is, – is preserving the red shirt for Lenora Sellers, is that a big deal, or is it something you don't really care about? It'll be fascinating to watch how they utilize him and his skill set this season. And finally, guys, as you look at the rest of the room, I say this, what does the future hold for guys like Tanner Bailey – Colton Gauthier, not just this season, but you look ahead, you know, the addition of Dante Reno is looming. What do those guys do? You know, it's crazy to think. I mean, Tanner Bailey was a blue-chip prospect out of the state of Alabama. Colton Gauthier, we've talked a lot about him. It's somewhat surprising he's still on the roster, but to each their own. And, of course, Braden Davis hit the transfer portal uh, just a couple of months ago. So I just wonder, I mean, I don't expect to see those guys playing. Guys, I keep very conservative expectations when it comes to seeing any of these youngsters play because, you know, I went into last year thinking, okay, Tanner Bailey, Braden Davis, they'll get in there in garbage time when South Carolina is up 45 to nothing on South Carolina State or Charlotte or in any other game, and it never happened. Those guys didn't take a single snap for South Carolina a season ago. So what does the future hold Do we see any Tanner Bailey, God forbid, Colton Gauthier? And again, with Dante Reno on the way, a four-star quarterback out of the state of Massachusetts, what does the future hold for those guys? So, guys, in regards to quarterback, it's a talented room. It's a deep room. And when you're talking about storylines, it all comes back to QB1 Spencer Rattler.